<laughs> Sorry, when I be getting in the zone, I can't really hear when other people come in. But welcome, everybody. This is Talk the Wild Podcast. We're your host, Ken and Derek. All right, let's get started. So, yeah, no Thursday night game again. Hell yeah, some bullshit. All these fucking seven seed, eight and nine teams, they couldn't, like, put something on Thursday. I mean, I know, but I think the Jaguars are the only eight and nine team left. They could have threw those motherfuckers on Thursday. Yeah, I wish there was kind of like a, um, like another bracket for, for the teams that didn't get in, just so that there's football. You know, like, oh, hey, while you're wait- waiting for the real games to come on, let's bring in these guys. And then, you know. <laughs> the lo- the loser <laughs> bracket. <laughs> yeah, the loser's bracket. The, uh, I forget what it's called. But, but yeah, that would that be fucking nice. It's probably a good thing. I feel like that we'll, we'll have the loser's bracket here soon when the XFL starts. So we'll have plenty of time to watch regular motherfuckers play football. Hey, you know they are. They have brought some people over to the NFL from the XFL. I forget what his name was for Carolina, but I know he came from the XFL. And he then, came from the XFL. Oh shit! Yeah. Um. Who is the dude that played for? Um. Damn. Now I'm gonna have to look at. Uh, what's his name? Like Walker or something like that. I think uh, I, arena football that he was from, PJ Walker, he's some other quarterback. His ex yeah, yeah. is just now starting. Like this is probably the first year of the reboot. Now there's been USFL and uh arena football, which I think is what when uh, one of those Johnny Manziel plays. No, he said uh he pl- he also played for the Houston Roughnecks of the XFL in twenty twenty. That's crazy as shit. So yeah, I mean, yeah, they're they're probably starting to back up, but it's I don't know. I get they must have taken a year or two off and you know to get their their shit together. Because yeah, I do see like some some promotions. I, I don't even know if it's for the X. It might be the USFL. Yeah, I think, I think like it, some. But uh, the because the XFL starts, uh, I think. What, like a week or so after the Super Bowl? That's when we get to watch the XFL. And then the USFL should be back, too. So, I mean, pretty soon with all these leagues, with all these fringe leagues, at some point we're going to have year-round football, which, I mean, some people might say that's great. You can never have too much football. And then other people are like, man, nobody want to watch those bums. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody try to watch these regular motherfuckers. I do feel like... For those other leagues, they should let them use performance-enhancing drugs. Just saying. Oh, 100%. That should 100%. be a steroid league. I feel like that shit would make it – that shit would make it more entertaining. 100%. I, I think it'll be like – it should be like uh, Blitz, right. the game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it should be like the game Blitz where, you know, you, you can have those late hits and you can have some, you know – because I know on Blitz, you can just straight stomp a motherfucker out. <laughs> they should definitely do that. And, you know, whenever you get – I know the newer ones – or I say newer, like it was like years ago last time I played Blitz. But I know the one the last time I played, it was like you get injured, you can like give them a shot to bring them back in the game. <laughs> so it's like real life. Right, right. Kind of like real life. Shot. <laughs> <laughs> but you know the divisional round the playoffs is is about to about underway and yeah I can't fucking wait man this shit's this anticipation of of these games is, is starting to get to me I'll be getting getting pissed off at work <laughs> some people out <laughs> hey, fucking leave me alone man <laughs> I mean <laughs> the, the Ravens are out of it so it's not like 
I mean, I know some people's teams are still in it, but most fans, at least where I work, most fans don't really have anything to cheer for because the Ravens were eliminated last week. Well, I think it's funny is like like every year that let's say the Niners don't make it to the Super Bowl and I'll go to work because, you know, it'd be like cold as shit out. And I'll be wearing like my Niners jacket or a beanie, and they'd be like, "Oh, you're still wearing that shit." I'm like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm fucking cold." One and two, I'm still a fan. I'm like, I don't just give up as soon as the fucking. All right, let me just throw this off. Fuck it, and we'll get a regular jacket, whatever. Oh, you're you're still you're still rooting for them? Like, yeah, I'm still rooting for them, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> the fuck? Like, yeah, motherfucker. Either we're still in it or we got a fucking great draft to look forward to. Like either, either way, as a fan, you got some shit to look forward to. Because if, if you miss the playoffs, most of the time you do have a good pick. And if you make the playoffs, you know, I mean, I don't know. I'm not too big on the, oh, we made the playoffs because really who gives a fuck? I don't necessarily give a fuck about how many times my team makes the playoffs. It's more so how many Super Bowls they get. At the end of the day, I don't know. I think we put too much. I think fans put too much on the making the playoffs shit. Well, I guess it's still better than not making it. I mean, that's true. But do you even remember those teams? Does anybody give a fuck about those teams? Like, oh, shit, you remember when we made the fucking playoffs four years ago? Who gives a fuck? Who cares? <laughs> Nobody gives a shit. I feel like it's it's the championship or nothing. At least is, is the way that I think about this shit. But uh, sure. but there's a lot of moving parts right now, though. We're in an interesting part in the in the off season. A lot of a lot of rumors. The rumor mill is is going. Yeah. So since you brought up the Ravens, we'll we'll start on them first. So the Ravens, and I, you know, I I heard this like first thing as soon as it 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 made the news because. Ravens fans had been calling for this for, you know, all season long. You know, Greg Roman finally decides to resign after about like six seasons with the Ravens. So, yeah, a lot of fans were happy about that. And Jim Har- or John Harbaugh actually made an announcement today that he is 200%, not 100, 200% sure that Lamar is coming back. Oh, shit. So that should give you a little bit of a foreshadowing of what's going to happen in the offseason. I'm sure John's probably talking to the, you know, the big heads in the fucking in Baltimore saying, hey, we need to keep this motherfucker. Did you all see how that motherfucker in the playoffs decided to reach over two yards out? Like, we wouldn't have seen that shit from Lamar. He would have either, you know, tucked it and got pushed on the back or, you know, or got the pile, you know, <laughs> or, yeah, it got stopped cold. But, <laughs> but that fumble shit, like, and the way that the Ravens defense – or, yeah, the defense is playing that game, like, they could have gotten a safety off of that if he didn't fumble and they didn't score. And, of course, they – and if they, you know, would have called that block in the back. But still, <laughs> they could have done something well, off of that. The defense could have done something off of that. That block in the back was so obvious, too. I mean, honestly, the only team I've heard a rumor of possibly pursuing Lamar Jackson were the Dolphins. I did I did briefly hear that the Dolphins. But then again, anytime there's a quarterback in the mix, the Dolphins always come up. Like, there's certain teams that are just interested in every quarterback, and the Dolphins are one of those teams. I mean, realistically, so the the Ravens were kind of like that for a little while too. You know, Ravens they would they would get like two QBs in the draft, or they would have a starting QB and get one. You know, maybe like oh, first round, uh, Ravens pick a QB. Like, don't y'all have other needs? But yeah, I think the I think Miami. It, it's especially when. During the home games, when you see Dan Marino there, they're in that search of the next Dan Marino. They're like, either that or Dan Marino's in their head, like, "Hey, you guys, you know, you you guys are gonna find another me, or you know, something." Right, win some like fucking games. Kind of like how the Pats are. They're just uh, they're searching that draft high and low everywhere, 
trying to find the next Tom Brady. I mean, really. I do think the Dolphins are close. They're they're a team that's close, and they know they're close. So maybe Lamar is what they're missing. Maybe they should trade all their draft picks for the next four years, so that they can get Lamar. Who knows? <laughs> but I know that I know that Lamar and the Dolphins they instantly become a contender. Now, the Dolphins still aren't going to block for his fucking ass either. They I was getting ready to say that. They didn't block Bridgewater. They haven't blocked for anybody, so they're still not going to block for him, but at least he can move. He knows how to fall and not hit the back of his skull every single time he fucking gets hit. So I do, I do <laughs> like he, he has a better chance of withstanding that. Yeah, and uh, Tua just seems like that clumsy motherfucker. Like, you know when every time Tua falls, and it, it, you would have to, like, ask his, like, parents or something. Like, hey, every time Tua fell down, did he break something? Like, did you have to take him to the hospital? What's your kid's did you, history? Did you walk outside or walk into his room one day, like, every once in a while, and you just see that motherfucker laid out on the ground for no reason? And then you see, like, the shelf on the ground next to him. Some people live in IR lifestyle. Like, that. I mean, that's a thing. Like, some people have that type, that trait, that IR trait, where they, they just somehow find a way to fucking end up on IR. No, I get that. But, I mean, it's it's different when it's, like, your head. It's like you, like I said before, like they got to allow it to where certain players, because you can see like if you look at, at like teams on like both both sides of the ball, you'll see like one person has one style helmet and another person has a like, different style. Like the vents look different in the helmet and you yeah. know, it's a slightly different shape. Like why isn't Tua at this point not allowed to wear the joints that they wear at practice? Where their shit is the heavily on the inside <laughs> and heavily padded on the outside. I mean, like, he should wear the joint that. Uh, isn't it? Doesn't don't Kittle and Boza wear that one with the with the big front part or whatever? Yeah, kind of makes look kind of funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they were uh, a different style helmet than than a lot of people out there. And I always think that make, it makes them look a little weird. Like, their head look a little weird, but, hey. It's kind of look like, a, like a, I don't know, like, like some type <laughs> of futuristic soldier helmet. But I do feel like if that shit – I do feel like at this point, Tua should start cycling through, through some different helmets. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Do something or retire. But I, I do think the Dolphins are looking to – I don't know. Maybe they're getting ready for it and they don't want to get dipped on right after the draft. Not that they have a first rounder, because of course they lost their first rounder for the uh the tampering when they tried to talk to was it Tom Brady and then uh and then Sean Payton or something like that. Where they got yeah. their first round. Yeah. He needs to do something. Like they're obviously gonna have to find a QB that can stay in the game, you know, the full season and not get knocked out. Like, I understand if if a player has a, a problem with, like, their knees or something like that or, you know, something that's going to keep them out for months at a time. But when your quarterback is out for, for like, a month at a time because of a concussion, it's not a good, not a good look. And maybe he should retire. I, I think he should just look into, you know, just wrap it up and just – looking at just doing some broadcasting or something because it's, I don't know, it's not going to get any easier for him. And you know damn well the Lions aren't going to beef up their fucking offensive line. No, so, the Dolphins are definitely not looking to do that shit. Anytime they make a trade, it's for a piece that's not the offensive line. Right, so they're definitely so, not on that on that, on that that type of time. So I, I don't know. I I definitely don't see like Miami picking up Lamar unless they do give up like you know they're like oh you know we'll send over Tyreek Hill and uh, this and that and then you know just be completely lopsided with their shit 
But either that, they're, they're like, hey, Lamar, we'll give you whatever the fuck you want. Full guarantees. And then Lamar's like, oh, shit. Let's do it. It's yeah. nice down there. Fucking, I don't got to worry about the Baltimore weather no more. It's something like what the Ravens should be doing. You know, what, what the what the Ravens should probably jump on. But who knows? Maybe, you know, we'll we'll see. There's other quarterbacks that are out there on the mix as well, though, in the rumor mill. Another one is Aaron Rodgers. Where he <sighs> said on a on a podcast, I think on the McAfee one, that he's on like every day. He said that um that he could have another MVP year. And maybe that's in Green Bay, or maybe maybe that's in Green Bay, or maybe that's somewhere else. Yeah, um, I don't know. I don't think he's. It's gonna happen. Maybe he will, you know. But it's gotta be at a at a lower rate than what he's getting paid now. You know, it it just has to be. You saw what happened with Green Bay and Devontae Adams. Both of them wanted money, and yeah, it, even Aaron at you know his late stage, later stage in his career, you saw where his mind was when it came to money. You're not going to come across <laughs> a quarterback like like Tom Brady where he's willing to take a pay cut for exactly the betterment of the team. That's just not going to happen. Like Tom right, Brady, I, don't, I don't understand why that hasn't clicked for Rodgers yet. Like as a veteran and as many years as he's been in the league, I don't understand why he doesn't understand that the less a quarterback gets paid, the more other positions can get paid. So you can add either someone of, you know, a better, more elite player, or you can add more good players. You know, either way, when a quarterback takes a pay cut, the rest of the team is better because of it. But for some reason, this man just does not understand that. So I do agree with you in the sense that when we're talking about quarterbacks moving, it's not like Brady because you know you could sign Brady and still keep a majority of your supporting cast. With Aaron Rodgers, you got to gut your team and then hope he can fucking win that shit with whoever's left. Right. So, you know, if like Aaron Rodgers, the way his mentality is like, if you're not down for a rebuild, then you do have to come up off that money a little bit. And and it did surprise me with all these quarterbacks wanting so much money, but then they get mad when they don't have a team, a supporting cast around them. Like, it's like, you know, yeah, that shit works whenever, like, Aaron Rodgers is actually in the perfect position. With the amount of rookies that he has on his team and young players still on the rookie contract, like, you can make shit happen. But... You know, if you're looking to another team or, you know, going somewhere or even, like, later on down the road, if depending on how long he, he plans on playing, like, dude, you got you to gotta be realistic with yourself. And even the greatest quarterback of all time, Tom Brady, he saw that even, you know, in his prime when he was still fucking winning, you know, at the Pats. Like, he knew, all right, I, knew, I know I have to keep this team together, you know, I – Shit, I'm gonna make my money one way or another. So, yeah. Now, you know, one think... team, one team that is interested or that has mentioned that they would, I guess, entertain it or have been in the rumor mill for Rodgers, are the Jets. The Jets are one of those teams that have, you know, I don't know how this stuff comes out. I don't know if somebody says, "Hey, man, I think we're gonna fucking trade for Rodgers," but they've come out, and if you think about it, the way they are set up with all the rookies on offense and the weapons that they have, they might actually be able to swing that trade. Because on they the might. offense, at least, I mean, you got Brees Hall at running backs on a rookie contract. You got Garrett Wilson at receiver that's on a rookie contract. You got Elijah Moore heading for the door. But I'm sure if Aaron Rodgers shows up, he'll come back. He's he's on a rookie, a rookie schedule, a rookie a contract as well. So and then their defense is good with a with a bunch of rookies and people that are on their rookie contract. So they have the cap to possibly do that. No, I agree. I heard that. Actually, I think I heard that today too. 
I think that would be a pretty good spot because it's – and when you see the receivers, you know, with, like, Garrett Wilson, like, these guys actually catch the fucking ball. So that's going to be really helpful. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> that's, that's something that really hurt him. And I can get his frustration, you know, with, with the team and, you know, how things worked out for him this year. Like, yeah, it wasn't 100% them. He did have some off throws here and there. But, but yeah, when you got to make those catches, man. And maybe it was him having Devontae Adams that kind of got him spoiled. Where he was like, you know, I could toss this motherfucker up. You know he's going to grab it. Um, and he didn't have that this past year. Yeah, you know, they had some, some pretty good games with their receivers. But there was a lot of times when you're watching them, especially on primetime games, where they're dropping the fucking ball. And Jordan Love got a bit of a, you know, a little bit of a, a taste of that this year too, whenever Aaron Rodgers got, you know, got put out in like the second half. He was making some some pretty dumb throws and they were just dropping that shit. So if he goes to the Jets, shit. Yeah. I think they do become a contender there because you, know, you have a a, do, a decent quarterback. And or a good quarterback, and yeah, a really good, you know, young young offense and a good defense. Yeah. Now you know another another thing about him going to the Jets is it would and it could possibly complete the Packers quarterback story arc because if we rewind a couple <laughs> of years, <laughs> here we go. I'm just saying, if we rewind a couple of years, you had Brett Favre on the cusp of retirement, almost exactly the same scenario. He leaves the Packers. He ends up going to the Jets. And then a couple of dick picks later, and he's in Minnesota. So if you think about the way the league is kind of shifting and you look at the Jets, how they could use a quarterback, and then, of course, he could follow in his footsteps, send a couple of dick pics, and then get himself moved to Minnesota, where some would say Kirk Cousins is on his way out. I mean, he's definitely not a young quarterback. He, you know, he's he's done pretty much what he's gonna do, unless they improve on the defensive side of the ball. I don't really know how far they can go, but he can complete that, like all the side quests of the Green Bay Packer quarterback that can finally come to fruition if he leaves and goes to the Jets and then goes to the Vikings. I wonder yeah. if there's a way to bet on that. You would have to definitely put it out there. But, I mean, it's possible. It should, even if Aaron Rodgers went straight to the Vikings. Shit, that would be yeah. No, that would be wild. We talked about it last pod how how it would look with Tom Brady in Minnesota, but shit, Aaron Rodgers in Minnesota. Damn. Yeah, but you know, realistically, I don't, I don't, I don't think the, I don't, I think Cousins at least gets one more season. I don't think they're gonna move from him this off season. No, I don't think so either. Like that's yeah, it was a kind of a fucked up play, but just like I said last time, it's like you can't. Yeah, those moments are are, are made for like star quarterbacks, but realistically, if you look at the record, the Giants' record and Minnesota's record, Minnesota shouldn't have been in that spot to begin with. Like you had all season long. You saw what people saw what your offense can do, and you, and the times that they've gotten blown out by like Green Bay and Dallas, you had those times to make adjustments to be like, all right, when so and so gets shut down, we need to go to him, or we need to start working off of th- different shit. We need to start doing different things so that people don't, don't you know, we don't become so predictable. And yeah, they people just figured out how to beat them. And yeah, so they of course they have to work on their their defense this year, but that offense needs some work too. I mean, it was a, a like Justin Jefferson did set the record, and their offense was pretty high flying. But 
when it was, you know, when teams were able to exploit that, they fell apart. And it wasn't just like, you know, it was never a close game. It, no, when they fell apart, they fell the fuck apart. So, I don't know. I don't, I, yeah. I, you know, right now for Aaron Rodgers, yeah, Minnesota wouldn't pick him up because I think he's just too expensive. With Jefferson there and then what they got, Jefferson, Cook, Thielen, and TJ Hawkinson. Like, yeah, no, yeah. there's a lot. There's a lot. And they, but they did, I mean, they did release their defensive coordinator. So, you know, maybe their next defensive coordinator could play some defense as well because, I mean, that defense, I know, I know some of the blame falls on the coaches, but sometimes it's like, I mean, is the talent even there on that side of the ball? Like, is it a scheme thing or is it a talent thing? And I guess that's one of the things the Vikings got to figure out in the offseason. But, uh, but another, another, uh, coaching vacancy rumor uh supposedly russell wilson reached out to sean payton about possibly going to the broncos yeah uh, a few teams are interested in sean payton i think it was like the panthers cards obviously broncos and the texans so and from what i've seen the broncos had a pretty good meeting with with sean payton yeah, and you know, with the since the defensive coordinator didn't step up to that interim coaching job, you know, as long as they keep him there, unless Peyton decides to bring his whole, you know, clean house and bring his own crew, you know, they they do have a pretty good team there. I think yeah. it just came down to scheme. Well, uh, well, believe it or not, um, Sean Peyton, I know he hasn't coached all year. Uh, but Sean Payton was mic'd up. <laughs> Say word. So, so, I mean, you know, he was mic'd up. I'll warn you now. I, I, I don't. I think he was confused at who was on the phone, and you could kind of hear that at the end. This is him when he got the phone call from Russell, Russell Wilson, and uh. I don't know. I, I, I know the news, you know, the main media tried to mainstream media tried to say, oh, no, it went well. But based on the mic that he was wearing, I don't know. But this is this is him when he got the call. Flaming dragon. Fuck face. First, take a big step back and literally. Fuck your own face. Damn. Damn. Pan Pacific bullshit power play you're trying to pull here, but Asia Jack is my territory. So whatever you're thinking, you better think again. Otherwise, I'm gonna have to head down there and I will rain down on a godly fucking firestorm upon you. You're gonna have to call mm. the fucking United Nations and get a fucking binding resolution to Damn. keep me from fucking destroying you. I am talking scorched earth, motherfucker. Shit. I will massacre you. I will fuck you up. Damn. Uh-huh. Rough. <laughs> Damn. I, I don't know if y'all caught the end where he, he's like, can you find out who that was? I, You know, I don't know what that's about. I don't know what that's about. When he picked up the phone, he knew it was Russell Wilson. Then it just got personal. You know, maybe this goes back to the the Saints Seahawks days. Maybe he still harbors a little resentment. It's tough to hear, though. I thought he would have kept it classy. Yeah, that's pretty fucked up. And, you know... The thing is, is since Russell Wilson still is a starting quarterback in the league, you know, he he was mic'd up too. <laughs> what, what are the chances of both sides of the phone call? Like, this is exclu- exclusive shit. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, after after all that and, you know, you can imagine how emotional Russell Wilson could be after that. So here's here's a little bit of uh, Russell Wilson after that phone call. Oh. <laughs> 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 the embarrassment. 
the embarrassment that he must feel right now. Because a lot of people don't know, but the car was on speaker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like Russ, you know, Russ put him on a conference call in the in the office with the, you know, with the front office. He's like, watch this, man. You know, I'm Russ. Wait till I wait till I let him know who the, who this is on the phone. And then, you know, you all heard how that went. It, it, it didn't go too well. You know, and, you know, from what I understand, Sean Payton may be bringing some of his own people with uh, with him wherever he decides to go coaching. And I'm wondering if. If uh, Greg Williams is on that um, on that list for for DC defensive oh, yeah. end, yeah, know, they used to call him the CTE coordinator. Yeah, <laughs> just, just fucking just putting <laughs> bounties on everybody out there. Oh yeah, they, back in the day his name played on his office was CTE coordinator. That's what he was. <laughs> if, you see, if you see some of those hits, you, you would understand that man coached differently. Yep, just ask Kurt Warner. Because <laughs> they laid that motherfucker out. <laughs> <laughs> some might argue that they retired him. Some, some you can make you can make that argument. Like, <laughs> he was like, "Fuck this shit, y'all motherfuckers trying to kill people out here." But yeah, and uh, yeah. So after the the terrible loss of the the Chargers um, guy from the the Jaguars. And the wildcard weekend, you can only imagine what happened with their coaching staff. So the 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 Chargers decide to fire offensive coordinator Joe Lombardi, and you know when he got fired, he um, happened to be mic'd up. Oh damn! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he kept the mic on. Return yeah. his clipboard. Cut the <laughs> mic on. Yeah, and it's crazy because I know we went over this before. How you know people are probably wondering how do all these people? How are they all all mic'd up? Like I told you before, we had to get you know in order for us to get some mics, we had to get a deal on them. In order to get a deal, we had to get them by the thousands. So you know, hell you can yeah, imagine. Hell yeah, you know, man roster. Per you know, thirty-two teams, you know that also including practice squad, also including coaching staff, GM, owner, retired every, players, retired players, Hall of Famers, fucking shit. Even if you're in the NFL draft, boom, you got a mic. But uh, here, here was um, Joe Lombardi whenever he got fired. Don't worry. Don't worry. I'm not going to do what everyone thinks I'm going to do. Flip out, man. All I want to know is who's coming. Who's coming, man? Who's coming with me? So that's that's uh that's pretty uh pretty crazy. And, and after after that little display that he did, uh. Shane Day was also fired. <laughs> the quarterback coach stood up and was like, I'm coming with you. He's like, right, you're fired too, motherfucker. Right, like, you were on the list too. You just didn't give me time. So, so that's two firings uh, from from the Chargers. And that, that just – that should let everyone know whenever you get let go or whenever someone that you work with gets fired and they say who's coming with me don't stand up because there's a chance that they're going to be like alright you want you you want to play alright get the fuck out too so, that's what happened of course the news is going to say oh he got fired and they let go Shane Day but for those of you that are wondering that's what actually happened you know here at Taught the Walk we have exclusive takes and yep. 
you're not going to see that anywhere else. You're not going to hear that anywhere else. So nope. you're welcome. Everybody else respects privacy. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. We're bringing so. you those personal recordings from mic'd up shit, bringing you that Donald Sterling, that fucking <laughs> right in your fucking living room type shit. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty crazy. But did, did you, I don't know if you heard the story about, about before, I guess before, what's that, Greg Roman left the Ravens? Because he, no. you know, he resigned from the Ravens. And it turns out when, oh, excuse me, when the Ravens were going to play the Bengals, he was trying to get Lamar to play. And that's when you heard the whole, you know, the whole thing with RG3 coming out saying, you know, you made the right decision. And, you know, he even, RG3 even showed him playing with a brace and how his, his leg got bent, like, the other way from playing with it. Yep. And turns out, like, that whole interaction with uh, Greg Roman, Lamar, and RG3, you know, all of them, were, they're, they're all mic'd up. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. I meant to bring that up earlier, but the intern, you know, was going to... Fucking intern, yo. It's hard. It's hard yeah. out here. Yeah. So, yeah, here's a little bit, a little clip of um, Greg Roman trying to to kind of get Lamar to go in there. And, you know, RG3 kind of had to step in. So, here it is. Hey, Coach, I, I heard a pop. You know, I think he's hurt pretty bad. Get out of here. Y'all wouldn't know anything about it. dedication, team play. Yeah, I would. Don't do it, Wendell. It's not worth it, man. You gonna listen to that from a gimp who's praying that we'll lose so he can be the missing link? No, I shouldn't do it. Get the hell out of here. Don't do it. Don't right, lose my temper. Get out. Don't do it, Wendell. Get out. That needle goes anywhere near Wendell's leg. I swear to God, on my mother's grave, I will rip your arms off and beat you to death with them. So you can. You can hear how serious it got, and um, which ended up, you know, leading to Greg Roman resigning. So it's it's pretty crazy. People think that that he just resigned because of you know everything that's been going on. He's been hearing talks about fans, you know, not really you know liking what he's been doing on offense. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. That's it's tough. It's tough to hear that. Yeah, you know, that they really were, you know, willing to to put that needle in Lamar's leg so that he can go out there and play. That's true. And what a lot of people don't know is that that needle did make it into somebody, and that was Huntley. That's why he lost control of his arms and fucking tried to stretch the ball out and shit. (laughs) Had a foreign substance in his body. (laughs) (laughs) Shit's crazy. But you know, that's the reality of the sport, though. You know, sometimes you, you know, if you see a bad hit and they're limping off, they go in that tent, and all of a sudden. They're hopping up and down like they they never they were never injured. Surprise, motherfucker! Like so, <laughs> we talked a little bit about this divisional round last pod, but I, you know, I think there's like the Bills Bengals game on Saturday at three o'clock. It's um or Sunday at three o'clock. It's it's becoming quite a, a rival game between those two teams. You know they. They're both uh, pretty much top, top of the AFC, and yeah, those between Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, and Pat Mahomes, those guys are proven to be like you know, pretty fucking good. You know, to see them go against each other, it's uh, it's pretty crazy. You know, yeah, but, yeah Joe, Joe no, Burrow, it is the upper hand. It, you know, it definitely is a, it definitely is an interesting rivalry i mean you know they they've been relevant kind of they kind of caught fire around the same time and so they've been relevant these last couple of years and 
there's a lot of talent on both sides, you know. So hopefully this game will, will, will be, you know, will go to four quarters and won't be over after two drives. But uh, this one does look like it's going to be a good one, though. And I, I don't know. I think if the, of course, the NFL has it fixed for the Cinderella sympathy team bills, but I think the Bengals got them. I think so too. I think that, I don't know. Whenever you're like for Josh Allen, yeah, you can win a game throwing like two, three picks a game against certain teams. But when you get a, you know, offenses like, like the Bengals have or the Chiefs have, Granted, they beat the Chiefs earlier this year, but you know, your margin for error is cut down significantly whenever you're playing against somebody like Burrow, especially with the weapons he's got. Like, you can't really do shit like that. And I think sometimes just the moment gets to Josh Allen a little bit, which kind of makes me think that the Bills aren't going to win the Super Bowl. Because, um, yeah, I think, you know, the, the later you get into the playoffs – the more teams are going to exploit your the mistakes that you make. So, yeah, definitely got the Bengals moving on. And um, as far as the, the Chiefs and Jags go, I don't think it's going to be a complete blowout. I think they're going to make it a pretty good game. I know you think otherwise. but um, <laughs> I mean, it might be watchable. I don't really – I mean, I don't really see it. Um, I think – and I don't know what the weather's looking like in these games. Um, but I do think if let's say there's snow or something like that in the Bills game, then I do think that I do think that favors the Bills technically, even though the Bengals have a better offense in my opinion. Um, but I guess because they're used to that type of weather. But then again, it snows in Cincinnati too, so I don't know. But I, I do think it favors. The Bills, even though the Bengals have a better running game, they just don't typically use it. And the, I guess the Bills' running game is Josh Allen, so it's not necess- it's not like I'm talking about their running backs. I'm more so talking about the rushing yards. So who who would you think has the advantage if it does happen to go to snow? I think as of what was it, as of today, it was like a thirty percent chance of snow in that game. Well, I guess it depends on how much it snows. Because I think the like if they're looking at feet of you know several feet of snow, they're probably gonna go to Detroit. I mean, let's be honest. They're probably gonna go to, <laughs> to some place to play play indoors. They're not gonna like yeah, it's it's easy to set the field up and you know clear all that shit off for for like you know a few inches of snow, something that's less than a foot. But then. Yeah, when you get that much, because they're definitely not clearing the fucking seats out. They already proved that. Yeah, and, you, know, you that's saw the snowball flying the last time they had a snow game. So, so yeah, that, I don't know. Well, it's, apparently I'm, now, apparently now it's a big deal if fans throw snowballs. Like, since when has that been a problem? All of a sudden, now people want to be bitches about it. Well, I mean, it's no. I mean, if you think about it, like, you know, they make a big deal about fans throwing like, like their trash out there, bottle, you know, empty bottles of water or whatever. So yeah, snowball. You know, one person's gonna do it, another one's gonna do it. It's just gonna keep going, and that's just yeah, a snowball effect. So, so yeah, they. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you saw those snowballs flying. It was like all game. And it just got to a point where they're just like, all right, y'all motherfuckers better stop. So, <laughs> I don't know. motherfuckers better stop or somebody dies out here. <laughs> See. <laughs> See. All I you talk about me. Talk about no, me. All I said was before somebody dies. I didn't even get into any kind of specifics. Right. <laughs> I, just, I just said, you know, just keep we yeah, gotta keep that in mind at these games. They're gonna get hit with a snowball and the cold is gonna rush to them and they're gonna get cardiac arrest. See. That's what I heard you say, yeah. I heard you say that. That's, See? that's pretty much what you said. It's pretty fucked up. 
<laughs> That's kind of fucked that you bring out Demar Hamlin like that. Yo, see now you get <laughs> real specific. Look, he is doing fine. He might he might play in that game because he is doing good now. So he might actually play in that game. We'll see. We'll see what the outlook is for him returning. Yeah, he plays, and then yeah, they're not gonna cancel this game. All right, stop. <laughs> no, they're not gonna cancel. I'll tell you what, one thing the NFL will not do is cancel a playoff game. I know everybody's in this hole. The NFL cares about health, but that is not the case. In the playoffs, I'm pretty sure they're just going to peel whoever it is off the field and just keep it moving. Can uh, we because... stop with that shit that the NFL cares about players? Like, can we just stop? Like, And the people that really believe that, like, just stop thinking that. Right. The NFL doesn't care about player health. Stop it, yo! It's they do because they have a blue tent on the side that says "I care." That's a blue tent that says the NFL cares. No, it's because like you'll see some. Sometimes you'll see players get up after getting hit and throw wobbling, like, and their teammates have to have to point it out or have to get them out of the game. Not the ref. Like, if it's a QB or, you know, sometimes it will happen where the ref sees them. I think it, I think it happened in a Niner game. And, you know, dude gets up fucking wobbling and they, they take him out. But a lot of the times, like, it's just like the whole the whole face mask thing this year. Like, they're not really seeing they're, – they're choosing not to see this shit. I mean, it's, know, hard to, it's hard to know, though, because I know it's been a while – since you know anybody's done the Merton Hanks, <laughs> but you never know. You never know if it's a Merton Hanks celebration or if it's if it's a concussion. It's hard to tell the difference in certain situations. It is not that hard <laughs> to see somebody between plays wobbling back to the line. It is not that hard. I mean, it looks very similar hard. to the Merton Hanks celebration. No. That's doing that celebration, and he did. He wasn't part of the play. <laughs> he's not celebrating. Nine times out of ten, he's not celebrating. And if he is, you're gonna look at him like, "What the fuck are you doing celebrating for? You weren't even in the play." Like, <laughs> like so does, does guys care about that shit? Come on, man, really? Right? Really? They don't give a fuck about that. But you know, uh, <laughs> you know, it does remind me. Because, you know, and to more important games, you know, of course, the Cowboys-Niners game, ninth time they faced each other in the playoffs. And that's actually what made me, reminded me of the Merton Hanks dance. Because, man, if I didn't hate that celebration. Motherfucker <laughs> 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 would do the next thing. I hated that shit. <laughs> the last thing you wanted was Merton Hanks celebrating if you're a Cowboys fan watching them play the 49ers. Yeah, so I don't <laughs> I don't think people realize how how deep this rivalry goes. And there's um I know I I was listening to a 49ers podcast and a lot of people were saying, "Oh, the Niners biggest rival is Seattle." No, that's a division rival. The the real rival is Dallas Niners. Because those, you know, pretty much since I've been watching football, the one team that I enjoy seeing lose more than anything is Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> like, there is no no other feeling. Like, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm happy to see it. Every time they play, like, you know, the only time I, I don't care if Dallas wins is when they're playing a division rival of ours. They play, if they beat the Seahawks, Cardinals, or Rams. That's the only time. And even then, I'm kind of like, you know, y'all motherfuckers couldn't beat Dallas? What the fuck's wrong with you? But we you know, do have a good game. Well, <laughs> I was going to say, it's, a, it was a, it's been a thing because up until recent, up until Tom Brady won six in New England, you know, it used to have Super Bowl significance. I mean, it used to matter because – for for a period of time there before the Steelers won six, you know, it was the Steelers and, and Cowboys and Niners. They were they were sitting there at five. 
And if I'm not mistaken, it was the cow. It was the Niners first, and the Cowboys second, and yeah. then I believe the Steelers ended up getting their fifth one after yeah. after both teams. And then eventually, you know, the Steelers got six, and then the fucking Patriots got six, and then now nobody cares about five anymore. Now it's about who has six, and so it kind of, you know, it kind of made it made it a little less relevant. But at the end of the day. If you're a fan of the Cowboys and the Niners, you do realize that you're one away from being right there with the Patriots and the Steelers. Like, that is significant. That was always, uh, like, an argument. I remember when we lived, when we had a place together. That was, like, the argument we always have against Ravens fans. They would talk shit because at that time, it would be, like, the Ravens were on fire or whatever. They were doing pretty decent. And it would be, like... Yeah, well, how many rings you got? <laughs> it was like <laughs> one. Yeah, but we've only been a team for this long. Like, yeah, but you only got one ring. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. And then after, after the Steelers won, it was kind of like, uh And then Brady got, you know, all those rings by himself. And it was like, uh <laughs> like, Right, like it's not <laughs> – it's not cool. Like I remember, I remember it used to matter. You know, where you would buy something like the Super Bowl banners or whatever it would be on the jacket, and you're like, "Oh, look, it's got all five banners." But then the Steelers won six, and then Brady won six, and now Brady has seven. That's a human being that has seven. So now five doesn't even look cool no more. I'm like, man, fuck that. I don't even want to talk about trophies no more. <laughs> Hey, you know what? Between the two, it's Fuck still the trophies. <laughs> between the two, it's still quest for six. And you know, I'm getting really tired of seeing it on like Sports Center and NFL Network, and even you, motherfucker, talking shit like <laughs> like know. like Brock Purdy doesn't see the number one defense in practice every day. See. Talking about, oh, well, he's not going to have an hour back there or, you know, when he goes up against these defenses. Well, he's been going up against the Niners defense all season long. So, yeah. That, and no, I'm wondering first of all, why first... he's doing so fucking good. I mean, look at the defense he goes up against in practice. It's not like he's out there going against Tampa Bay's defense or the Colts. And then I can understand, like – Oh shit! He went up against Tampa Bay's defense in practice, you know, and he's doing good. He, you know, he's not really proving shit. But see, and this, and this why, this why you be calling him Big Cock Brock. <laughs> see, I've never, I never said that. But you, motherfucking Cowboys fans, talking about Big Sack Dak, <laughs> like. <laughs> I don't know why point out a fucking the dude's junk. Oh man, it's something. It's a, that is a new phenomenon in the NFL and nicknames. But I will say this. I will say this about the whole practicing. Granted, I do think that there is something there as far as Brock Purdy being rookie of the year. Like, I I mean, it's it's hard, even with what Kenneth Walker did, which is kind of who I was leaning towards to be the offensive rookie of the year. But to see what Purdy has done, it's pretty impressive. So, I, I don't know. It, there is something to be said there. But practice, really? <laughs> Fucking practice? You don't get hit in practice. You don't get CTE at practice. There's a specific still, jersey that going. says, don't touch this man. And so you're, you still have that clock in your head at practice. No, absolutely. Going. Absolutely. But what I'm saying is if like, for instance, if Purdy had to face the Niners defense for real, like, <laughs> like actually getting cracked by Boza, it's, it would be a different story because it's hard to, you know, it's hard to keep your composure as a quarterback when you're getting cracked and when you have to get the ball out in two seconds, three seconds. Like, it's it's hard to do that. No, now, he moves around well in the pocket, and he has made plays, you know, so I'm not, I'm not saying he's trash. But 
I do think this I do think the defense, the Cowboys defense is very different than what he's faced so far this year. No, I get that. Okay. He's not getting hit in practice, but he's still getting the looks. Still getting the looks. And uh, all I'm saying is like he's seen he's going up against a, a really good defense in the Niners in practice. Yeah, he's not getting hit, but he's getting the looks and he's getting the timing down. Like that means a lot. Granted, it's not it's not game. It's not the the game. So that's why you see players like Deshaun Watson who who spends so much time away from football. Yeah, he can have the practice, but he needs that real game experience. But to yeah. have that kind of defense to go from college to have to practice against the Niners defense that was number one this year. It's a big jump, and to see the, the improvements he's made from college to the pros and where he's at now as a starting quarterback, it's pretty impressive, and you can kind of give it to the – all right, well, if he was playing it – let's say if he was – if we had the Niners offense, but we had Tampa Bay's defense, I don't know. It could be different. That's all I'm saying. And not to mention, you, you know, he has a lot to prove because it's like – that was another thing. Like, yeah, he's done so great – but if he had been drafted anywhere other than the seventh round and Mr. Irrelevant, people would be talking about how he's a franchise franchise quarterback. But every that single is game, true. Every that is true. And there's something is. to be said if it's if it's if it's Purdy or is it Shanahan? Because I mean, damn. Like that is impressive to be able to coach through the amount of injuries that the Niners have had where there once was a time where it's like, damn, they need Jimmy G to make a run. And now that Jimmy G's kind of getting healthier, they're like, nah, you could just, you know, <laughs> you could just fall back. We don't, we don't really need you out there practicing yet. Yeah, but, I mean, realistically, you know, Shanahan, it's not like he's uh, – this is his first year coaching the Niners. Like, when Jimmy G has gone down in the past – the Niners missed the playoffs. You know, we had, you know, sub-500 um, seasons or only four wins with Jimmy G not under center. And to have him, you know, Brock Purdy is now 7-0 and as a starter, you know, it is still impressive. Yeah, you can put it on the, the offense, but he's still making plays with his arm. And for people that don't realize, like, the amount of games, playoff games that Jimmy G has played, He's only got four touchdown passes. Purdy's got that in his first playoff game. Yeah. So, yeah, and just to, you know, show you how hard it is to, to win a playoff game in general, Dak just won his second playoff game this past Monday. Yep. So, granted, it was against Tampa Bay, but still, like – that just that should show you how hard it is to, you know, to win in the NFL. Not to mention, like, damn. But I know, yeah, was, I know, in the back of people's minds, he is a rookie still, and it's. I don't think ever in in NFL history has a rookie won a Super Bowl. So that is something to keep in mind uh, going forward in the playoffs. It's definitely going to be. It's definitely going to be interesting, to to say the least. Um, that game, well, I think that's the game of the weekend for the most part. Aside from, aside from the Bengals Bills, I think that's going to be a good game too. But the uh, the Cowboys uh, Niners, I feel like the winner of that game um, has a good chance of beating the Eagles. I think either of the two teams could beat the Eagles. So, Tim, yeah, it's going to be an interesting. Uh, it's going to be an interesting game for sure. Yeah, I definitely think it worked out. It worked out really, really good for both the Eagles and Giants that they're playing each other because, you know, they have a chance to knock each other or, you know, one or the other out. But I, I'm almost I'm almost certain that if the Cowboys had to see either of them or the Niners had to see either, you know, Giants or the Eagles, both of them would be out into the divisional round. So, which might have been even better because then you'd have Cowboys Niners in the championship game. That would have been crazy. <laughs> that would have been that a crazy been, game. 
that would have been definite rival shit from the past. Because, <laughs> yeah, that definitely would have been repeating some history. But you know, I know in the past that the the Niners had the the best of the of them in like the eighties, and then the Cowboys took it over in the nineties. So it's back to come around for the Niners before Dallas has their turn. So it's only right. There's not a lot of there's not a lot of shit talking going back and forth. I do think the teams respect each other. I haven't seen too much. I haven't seen too much as far as shit talking, which I mean I was hoping for a little more. I was hoping for some shit talking, but no real big the, headlines. I think it's the fear of knowing what each team can do. So you don't want to make yourself look like an ass. <laughs> like, like and you don't want to motivate. Like I'm sure it's you don't want to motivate the other team either. Right. And the only thing I saw was like I think Micah Parsons said, like, oh, I'm from where the bullies get bullied. I think that's like one of the dumbest things you could say, <laughs> because doesn't that mean that that bully gets bullied, and then, so then it just, that would make a, the other person a bully? <laughs> yeah, and it would just be a never-ending thing. So I think that's like one of the dumbest statements people can say. And I've seen it like <laughs> players in basketball say that too. I'm from where bullies get bullied. So what is what does that mean? <laughs> what does that even fucking mean? So y'all, so you're saying all the people that consider themselves bullies are just assholes. They're just a whole group of assholes just making each other's lives miserable. Pretty, <laughs> like, pretty much. People need to stop saying that shit. <laughs> That's like the worst thing you say. It's not cool. It's not like, yeah, it's just not. It's not cool. It's not like. Yeah, just just say you're from a tough area, right? Yeah, I'm not. Right. You know, you know, it's you know, it's hard from where I'm from. Like, don't say bully get bullied because it's terrible. <laughs> That's fucking stupid. <laughs> but, but <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, you could yeah, I guess you could bet on the bully, whichever one you think is the bully or the bully that's getting bullied. But uh, <laughs> there's definitely some interesting parlays to put together. I think there's going to be two upsets. Um, based on what Vegas is saying and that's Cincinnati and Dallas. And then um and then of course the Eagles in Kansas City. That's who I got. Hmm. And then you got, got the Cowboys too. <laughs> Bullshit. Obviously I got I got the Niners. I mean I think even actually you know it's funny because I live I listen to Locked On 49ers and every like Thursday, they have a crossover episode where, let's say, like for this week, the Niners are facing the Cowboys. So the people from the host from Locked On Cowboys met with the host from Locked On 49ers. And even the host from the Locked On Cowboys is like, yeah, I got the Niners winning this game. <laughs> what so, a bitch. <laughs> so. Yeah, gotta agree. No, but you know, if you're a cowboy fan, though, you understand that you don't want people picking your team because when everybody picks Dallas, they lose. So the more people can pick the Niners, the better it plays out. It was almost the same thing when Dallas was playing the Bucks. You know, if you've been a fan of the Cowboys for a while, you understand that when everybody started picking the Bucks, it's like, oh, okay, we're, we're about to do this because. Really? They're picking the bucks, but if everybody would have been like, "No, the Cowboys about to roll through them," it'd have been a, it'd have been a one and out, guaranteed one and out. So I know you are not trying to compare. Keep that in mind to the Bucks. <laughs> keep it keep it in mind. Everyone's picking the Niners. Vegas got the Niners. The money's coming in on the Niners side. Watch the Cowboys pull it out. Okay. Okay, that's enough of that. So, and then if you I want think... another hot take, Cowboys, Bills, Super Bowl. Oh. <laughs> it's definitely going to be Niners, Bengals. It's so a that's, guaranteed. That's Bengals. <laughs> and and yeah, it's going to be just like the last time that they saw each other in the Super Bowl. So, shit, even Joe Montana's going to be at the game. He's going to throw Montana. Oh, shit. And Jerry Rice, they're even going to score a touchdown. But 
But yeah, obviously I got Niners, Bengals, and then Giants to beat the Eagles to upset the Eagles. And then I got the the Chiefs Jaguars game being closer than people think. I think it's gonna be I'm gonna even say it's gonna be so close that I don't wanna say Chiefs right now, but I say whoever wins is gonna win by three. That's, that's crazy. That, that's where I'm going with. That's how that's how that's how gutsy I'm I'm gonna get with my bets this weekend again. Hopefully it co- it play uh, you know, works out two weeks in a row. But um but yeah. Thank you everybody for, for tuning in to Talk a Lot Podcast. Catch us on IG. Check out the memes. Um yeah, for, for those who have noticed the uh couple posts that I put up there. There is a hundred dollar giveaway for those who who comment um, on the show, starting with our our, our most recent show, uh, what's a no effing way, and the rest of the shows throughout the playoffs. Comment on our takes on, on the show, and yeah, send us a DM, a voice or text, or email us at talk to walk podcast. That's T A L K. D A W L W A L K podcast at gmail.com. But oh, yeah, shit. hell yeah, chance to win a hundred bucks. But um, just in time for your Super Bowl party, right? But just yeah. in time for you to bet it and lose it on a bet. There you go. You want to lose it? Fucking do what, do what you do. But uh, yeah, until after the divisional round, go Niners. <laughs> Dallas got this, but I ain't trying. Peace, motherfuckers. Good night.